0: All right, here it is, 92 days until you are the ultimate jury. Anybody that tells you they know the outcome does not know what they are talking about. Democrats desperately trying to get Joe Biden not to have to debate Donald Trump. Oh, Joe Lockhart, no, 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 he shouldn't debate Trump and Trump's going to... Listen, there's two, there's an upside and a downside to this because, you know, look... I'm sure if I had to guess my educated guess following presidential politics, as long as I've been following presidential politics, my strong belief and guess is, is that Joe Biden is prepping probably every single day in his bunker basement. He didn't have much else to do what he said two press conferences in what? One hundred and thirty days. Like okay, he's not exactly out there leading anything, and and the strategy is I'm fine with him in the bunker. Let him stay in the bunker basement. He only sees two guys a day. His body man, that's it. Uh, so, and then the podcast, as we all know, have been a disaster. But uh, event we now know we we've learned so much in the last two weeks alone that Joe Biden has yet to say a good word about the 99% of good men and women that serve and protect their communities and put their lives on the line for us every day. When he used the words, they've become the enemy of the people. Joe Biden said that. We've learned that Joe Biden feels so weak about Democratic base support that he's done something that very few presidential candidates ever do in a general election. And that is... He goes way farther left than he even did during the primary. Now, lifting almost verbatim, well, actually, in cases lifting verbatim, Bernie Sanders' economic agenda. So Bernie, Bolshevik Bernie's the economic czar. And AOC's new Green Deal insanity, he's now pledged trillions of taxpayer dollars for. And I'm going to make you my gun czar, my leader of guns in America, Bozo O'Rourke. Yeah, the guy that wants to confiscate guns. You add to that Schumer and Pelosi, 125 years combined experience, those two and Biden. Here's a question the mob will never ask. I'll ask it. Uh, Can anyone, all of you listening to this program, and you can ask your liberal friends when you're, you know, wrapping up your summers, heading into Labor Day weekend. People then begin to engage more in presidential politics. And I think that I think the American people will engage And the you know, we're going to have we're going to have real debates about what's happening here. And I'm just telling you, this is this is a tipping point election. By the way, I didn't say the downside. Well, the expectations now for Joe Biden, if he doesn't stumble and just totally get confounded and confused as he has so many times, he won. He survived. He He won. He won. He won. Won't matter what the substance is, the radicalism of it. No candidate in history has ever done what Joe is doing. Go, he is, that, that proves he's a weak candidate. He didn't think he could get Bolshevik Bernie's base unless he went further left. Or AOC, who obviously has increasing influence in the Democratic Party. I've been saying forever that Nancy Pelosi, speaker in name only. That AOC and the squad, they have controlling everything. And, and Nancy Pelosi will do and say anything to cling to power as long as she possibly can. There's so much at stake for this country. I uh, want to also start with a thank you today. So uh, we've launched Live Free or Die, America and the World on the Brink. Officially, we did Mark Levin's Life, Liberty, Levin last night. And rather than me talk about the book all day long today, I just decided there were I really enjoyed doing the show and it got phenomenal response. Mark has always been a dear friend. Why I call him the great one. I have interesting tales to tell uh, about Mark uh, in terms of, oh, I I had to beg and plead with him to do radio and TV sometimes, but um, he's done so well and he's such a good friend. And he, Im- he himself, you know, he's he's just a brilliant author and constitutionalist and, you know, Liberty and Tyranny and all these other great books, Men in Black that he wrote, Rescuing Sprite, a a book you'd never maybe expect from Mark Levin, a huge bestseller. Anyway, but the launch now, and I want to start with a thank you, is now number one on Amazon, uh, nonfiction in the country. And I'm like, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm very appreciative. The only thing I'll say about this, and we'll run this later in the program, is that Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot all weekend. And in this book, what I've tried to do is lay out a history of of our founding. what, What has made America the country that, not perfect, accumulated more power, as Barry Farber said, abused it less, but used it to advance the human condition than this country? There is none. Yeah, and how do we become a more perfect union? Because the Constitution allows us to make course corrections right wrongs and right injustices and our history has proven we've made a ton of progress always have a ton more progress to make we always want to become that more perfect union but they gave us the mechanism to do it and the be- that that's the beauty of our constitutional Republic I'm arguing in this book live free or die America and the world on the brink it's it's tipping in the balance The danger the five alarm fire I have literally every waking hour of every day now is that God forbid America makes the wrong choice in 92 days. And and that to me is if you if you implement the stated plans of the Democrats from Bolshevik, Bernie, AOC, Bozo O'Rourke, you know, then you then you go, oh, let's stack the Supreme Court, let's get. You know, I mean, it's we're going to have statehood here, statehood there, whatever else. United Sanctuary States of America, amnesty for everybody. All these promises that mathematically will never, ever be fulfilled. And if, if you think government can fulfill those promises, how are they doing on safety and security? How are they doing on education in all of these liberal cities run by liberals into the ground for decades and blue states run by liberal governors for decades? How are they doing? They're not fulfilling any of those promises. How are they doing? How did that Obamacare thing work out? Millions lost their doctors. Millions lost their plan. And all of us are paying on average 200% more. And almost 40% of the country has but one Obamacare exchange option. Just, Just one. But on the other hand, there's the other side of what could happen in 92 days. Now, by the way, remember... This is actually earlier than 92 days because early voting starts in September in some states. Kevin McCarthy was telling us on I think it was radio or TV last week that they've actually allowed votes to be counted and, and cast 17 days after Election Day in California. That to me sounds like, oh, how many, do, you know, how many, how many votes do you need? That's I'm cynical, though. We've We've experienced voter fraud before in this country, haven't we? Could happen again, can it? And, but on the other hand, I have to put my faith in we the people, you the American people. You want to know what really makes America great? It's not Sean Hannity. It's not, it's, you know, uh, we're all basically a spoke in a wheel and we're going to choose our collective values because All of it's on the line. This is the biggest choice election I've ever seen because I've never seen a candidate go this far left. But I have hope and I have optimism and and that the American people and that's what this book is about. I am laying out what made us great, the rise of radicalism, who this Democratic Party is today and what is their agenda which they're promising higher taxes open borders you know ending fracking and energy independence and the largest producer energy in the world that'll all go away they're promising socialist utopia cradle to grave womb to the tomb weakness in foreign policy i.e mullah's 150 billion dollars cash of the currency that's biden and and barack obama and peace through strength, destroying the caliphate, but not getting entangled in, in foreign wars, using the new military technology that the president has invested in more than any president in our lifetime. So, but I, I, I think when, the, when people start really engaging, and that's, that's why I wrote this book, to compare and contrast their agenda, and then also compare it to socialism, because that's what they're running on taking over industry, which results in uh, uh, literally taking away your freedoms. Every time you give up, give, every time you believe in the false promise of security by government bureaucrats that can't keep cities secure, schools are a disaster, that can't function on, on, on the most basic things that they're responsible for, And Obamacare, the latest exam, what makes you think they're going to fulfill the Green New Deal promises that mathematically we'll never have the money to pay for? But every time you give up, in the name of security, you're giving up your freedom. You're giving up your liberty. And that will then ultimately destroy the very principles that made this country great. And it's real simple. Our our original document, our declaration that we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal, endowed by their creator, not the thing, you know, the thing, by the creator, the God creator of everything, among which life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. You can't pursue happiness when you're not safe, when you're not secure, you don't have law, you don't have order, and you can't do it without a solid education. I was telling this to Dennis Prager today, my friend, he, he had me on his program today. And so... I'm just hoping, and I believe in the American people, but we made mistakes before. I tried to warn America. I mean, I was out there on a limb. Newt Gingrich, we did a podcast with him yesterday. And I got to tell you, I, he, I remember him calling me in the middle of the 2008 election cycle saying, you got to stop. He goes, you're pushing too hard, meaning heirs, Dorn, right, Black Liberation, Theology, Community organizer, Acorn, Alinsky, radicalism, Frank Marshall Davis, the whole thing. I said, well, somebody's got to tell the truth. I can't think of myself here. There's too much at stake. And the economic record was a disaster. I've stated it many times. Just an utter disaster. I mean, nobody in the media will tell that story about Joe and Barack because that hurts Joe's chances. That, too, is in the book about state run media conspiracy tv media propaganda television that's pretty much the 99 percent of media the mob in this country today they just lie they never retract they never apologize they never correct the record and the stories they choose to cover the phony conspiracy theories like russia russia ukraine ukraine and what they don't cover like quid pro quo joe and zero experience hunter or the fact that Hillary did violate the law and she paid for the dirty Russian misinformation dossier that was then used to spy on a presidential candidate deep into the presidency of Donald Trump. They, they avoided that one. So my hope is you. And we 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 crescendo out with the truth about the president's agenda. So you you now have a comparison. Anyway, I'm very happy to announce Amazon put it at a third discount right now which is really cool, Hannity.com, Amazon.com. But I'm going to let Mark, we're going to run some of this interview with him last night. So many people wrote me about it. I was very flattered and thankful and grateful to Mark. We'll also be on his radio show in a second hour tonight. Um, But thank you for your support. But more importantly, I want this to happen. Uh, You can shock the world in 92 days and watch the mob and the media choke on the words, we can now project that Donald J. Trump has been reelected the 45th president of the United States. I can't do that on my own. I'm laying out the case because I have a five alarm fire in my head and I believe that can absolutely happen. I'm confident hopefully it will happen because I believe the consequences of this radical agenda will destroy what made us great as we roll along, 800 941 Sean, toll-free telephone number finally released here. Live free or die. Amazon, huge discount today uh, at Hannity.com, Amazon.com. Number one nonfiction Amazon right now. Um, by the way, you want to know what the another danger? And, and this, this becomes difficult for any Republican that ever wants to be elected president. One thing is you have to run the table because they, the Democrats start out with California, Illinois, they start out with Washington State, Oregon, New York, New Jersey, usually. And so the Republican has to run the table. But that's that, you know, on top of everything. Now the latest thing is over at Fake News CNN. April Ryan saying on Fake News CNN, more conspiracy theories as if Russia wasn't bad enough and the and the Ukrainian witch hunt wasn't bad if Biden wins, we'll watch him inaugurated on a split screen with police and armed forces trying to pull Trump from the White House. And it goes on. I mean, this is now being regurgitated by almost everybody on the media up, And, oh, conspiracy theorists on steroids and human growth hormone. They may actually surpass Area 51 Roswell Rachel Manow's conspiracy theory channel. It's getting that insane. 92 days, you decide you're the ultimate jury. Uh, It's finally here, live free or die. I'm very honored, and I, you know, I don't have this job, but for those of you that tune into this radio show daily, uh, watch Hannity at night, um, those of you that uh, you've already made the book number one on Amazon nonfiction right now, and I'm very grateful And it's not. I'm by the. And I'm also grateful. They've just cut the the price by a third. Which I they. I think I know why they do it. It's usually like, okay, get there, buy this book, and then they, you know, whatever. It's it is. But I'm just grateful because it's not about the book. That my last book, I donated every penny of profit after expenses, every one penny to charity. Um, it's about the message. I worry about where we're headed. And I didn't finish, you know, if April Ryan's going to start with if Biden. Well, let's just play April Ryan so you can hear it for yourself.
1: The president has said before in many tweets that he wasn't going. He said it months ago. Joe Biden even mm. acknowledged it. And it's real. So there's going to be a split screen on January 20th, twenty. Twenty one. If Joe Biden is now going to be the 46th president of the United States, you will have him being inaugurated and, and, and watching police and armed forces trying to pull Donald Trump out of the White House. I cannot wait for that split screen.
0: I cannot wait for that split screen. You know, President Trump has no intention of peacefully transiting Bloomberg transferring power if he loses the November election, according to. House Majority Whip James Clyburn. Remember, you know, stormtroopers, I think, wasn't that Nancy Pelosi's Gestapo tactics? No, Gestapo tactics, I think, were hers and stormtroopers, whatever. I mean, they're making Nazi comparisons here. And, you know, he literally said, I believe he plans to install himself in some kind of emergency way to continue to hold on to office. And that's why the American people had better wake up. Do you really think Donald Trump
2: is comparable to Adolf Hitler?
3: What I said, starting about two and a half, maybe three years ago, after one of these State of the Unions, that I feel very strongly that this man has taken on a strong-arm tactics, and I feel very strongly that he is Mussolini, Putin is Hitler. I said that back then, and I believe that. I believe very strongly that this guy never had any idea about being one to peacefully transfer of power. I don't think he plans to leave uh, the White House. He doesn't plan to have fair and unfettered elections. I believe that he plans to install himself uh, in some kind of emergency way uh, to continue to hold on to office. And that's why the American people had better wake up. I know a little bit about history, and I know how countries find their demise.
0: He is Mussolini? So we have fascists, but... but Putin's Hitler, but he's the one that used the Nazi analogy. And here we go with the conspiracy theories. And I won't, I won't play it, but I mean, Trump killed Herman Cain, written on a street outside of Trump National. Unbelievable. You have uh, D- Democratic Representative Raskin. GOP has turned into a Trump cult. Well, does any cult, any psychosis, any madness... It's it's this. I mean, we, we heard Barack Obama last week. I mean, he's, he's, he's given the eulogy at the memorial for John Lewis. We saw what that became. I mean, it's unbelievable. What? Do, but, you know, it shouldn't be surprising if you are a regular listener to this program. I tell you that's going to happen every two and four years. You know, you got other unhinged fake news CNN claims that Trump is trying to intentionally crash America. Okay, really? That was Humpty Dumpty. You know, somebody wrote uh, Newsbusters' resident soothsayer (laughs) Humpty was reading in the tea leaves that the you know picture all of us Americans in a car together. President's the driver, President Trump, trying to drive us off the road. He's trying to crash the car. He said, and uh, proclaiming. He, if he knew what he was talking about in, in this analogy the car is our democracy it is old it's got a lot of miles on it but it's still running strong it's been well maintained it stays humming along it stays on the road voting through elections going further with the i, I again talk about hyperbole he goes, something's going on with the driver. He's intentionally trying to kill his passengers. I guess that's why I put the travel ban in effect. Uh, wow. You know, there was an interesting comment we told you about. Barry Weiss is not a conservative. But she wrote this huge resignation letter that became public about the New York Times. She said something I want to play here where and this this is all part of the media mob and she nails it now it she ended up getting you know harassed to death in, at the new york times i i thought they were considerate of and open minded liberals liberals aren't open minded the mob and the media echoing these crazy conspiracy theories that shouldn't surprise you either in fake news cnn msdnc the three networks abc NBC, cbs or the new york toilet paper times or washington post this is all they've done since Donald Trump came down the escalator at Trump Tower. They're now, they're a maximum, you know, foot on the gas, crazy, extreme, radical, fear-mongering of the American people, just like the Russia conspiracy theories ignoring Hillary's, oh, let's see, uh, violation of the Espionage Act 18 U.S.C. 793, ignoring hurt, uh, obstruction with the emails, deleted, subpoenaed, et cetera. You know, ignoring the the dirty Russian dossier of Russian misinformation that she paid for and that people in the highest levels within the FBI and the intelligence community, only 1%, not the 99%, that they literally spied on a candidate, a transition team, and deep into the presidency with information they knew was false, that they were warned is not true. Premeditated fraud on a FISA court, and I think we're getting close to You know, Ron Johnson suggesting he thinks uh, not only subpoenas, but others are really looking at the comments recently made by the attorney general. And others saying, yeah, there's something really deep going on here. But listen to Barry Weiss say they're shutting out half the country. Now, keep this in mind as you hear this. I've always said it's not just Donald Trump they hate. Hey, uh, you know, what does Joe Biden say? Well, they 15 percent of Trump voters, blah, blah, blah. They're incorrigible, whatever the word was. He believes that, you know, Peter Strzok. We're just a bunch of smelly Walmart shopping Trump supporters or Hillary's irredeemable deplorables or Barack Obama, you know, bitter Americans that cling to God, their Second Amendment rights, their Bibles, their religion. Wow, they, th- there's contempt for us. Barry Weiss has picked up on it. She's not a conservative. Listen.
4: The reason that Twitter is the assigning editor of The New York Times is because the printing press isn't the printing press anymore. It's because the publishing the printing press is in each one of our pockets. These technologies have severed our relationships with the you know the editors and the newspapers we used to rely on. What I meant in that letter when I wrote um, that Twitter's the assigning editor, what I mean by that is that in order to do our job well, writers and editors, we need to have a level of bravery and thick skin and fearlessness. And when you are living in fear of an online mob, you know, all it takes is a dozen people to repeat a lie about you, that you're a racist, that you're a transphobe, that you're a bigot, for that lie to become true. And that's extremely dangerous. Now, the thing that insulates it is that when you when you have leaders at the top who say, we don't care about that outside noise, we're gonna stand by you and the truth that you're pursuing no matter what. The problem that happened at the Times and that's referenced in the letter, the Harper's letter that Thomas helped shape is that my boss got fired for running an op-ed by a sitting US Senator. Now, you might say that Tom Cotton is detestable, that you disagree with him, but I don't wanna live in a world where the views of half of the country can't be heard in the paper of record. And that's, I fear, where we're headed.
0: Well, we're already there. That's the only part I disagree with. You know, it was an interesting comment. Billy Bush, well, I, actually, he's interviewed me a number of times for Access Hollywood, and he's a great host. And remember, he got caught up in that Access Hollywood whole thing, and he once worked for fake news, NBC, or conspiracy TV, MS. Uh, MS well, I guess he worked for NBC. Same thing. And anyway, he was asking, he said, you know, as you look out across the landscape, he was asked in an email interview uh, by a former CNN producer, uh, Steve Kraukauer is his name. You know, um, what would you like to see more of? And as you look at the landscape, you know, of things where they stand for 2020, what do you see that's missing? He actually knocked his former bosses at NBC, the network that despises him the most is the one that built him in their laboratory obviously talking about The Apprentice, and um, that's fairly interesting. Um, And, you know, another sad thing is not only are they now advancing these conspiracy theories, they're just ignoring simple, basic truths. I don't know how many of you know this or don't know this, but a nine-year-old little boy, uh, Janari Ricks is his name, playing outside, In Chicago over the weekend, 6 p.m., someone walked up, fired shots toward a group of people nearby. He was struck in the chest by a stray bullet and he went to Lori Children's Hospital where he was pronounced dead one hour later. Police Department Chief of Operations Brian McDermott said Ricks was an unintended target and we don't know who the intended target was. Now, Lawrence Jones went and interviewed. Remember, we lost a seven-year-old beautiful girl, 4th of July weekend, Chicago. Last weekend, by the way, there was a a 10- and 11-year-old shot, both shot, they survived. But the seven-year-old girl lost her life in Chicago. And by the way, the likes of Jerry Nadler, you know, it's a myth. Or Joe Biden, the police have become the enemy. Of course, we'll reallocate monies, et cetera. And you got these, oh, it's it's the... It's a summer of love zone. Tell that to Horace Lorenzo Anderson Sr., which this Mayor Durkin never had the decency to call. I was the first to call him. And and, and father to father, he does this. How do you recover when you lose your 19-year-old son? How do you recover now that we lost this 9-year-old, again, America's national treasure in Chicago? or the seven-year-old little girl that we lost in Chicago, or the eight-year-old little girl that we lost in Atlanta because her mom accidentally made a wrong turn into the Chop Chaz Autonomous Zone, Summer of Love Zone there at the time where the Wendy's was and was taken over by men with long rifles. And, you know, that went on. We had reported on it a week and a half earlier. Nobody in the media reported on it. Imagine if they were conservatives. That created a conservative Chop Chaz Zone summer of love zone, uh, we'd have a very different reaction. Then the, the false lying narrative that, no, what we see with our very eyes. For example, I'm always a, you know, wait till all the facts come in. Don't rush to judgment, presumption of innocence. You, you, you couldn't deny immediately nine straight minutes of what happened to George Floyd. You can't deny the sixty some odd days that it's gone on in Portland, and then say when Donald Trump, after you know the the graffiti is everywhere, they're attacking and trying to burn to the ground federal buildings. The president not only has a right, but he has a duty of an obligation to protect federal property. Hundred hundred federal troops go in to protect that property only because these mayors and governors reject any and all attempts by the president to help restore law and order, and safety and security. And Donald Trump caused all of this. Forget that it's been going on 60 some odd days. Now, I had my sources tell me at the time and the president confirmed it for me. He was about to go fix the the autonomous summer of love zone, which is the only reason that that mayor and governor finally acted. Sad. Now we're, we're literally look at what happened all over the weekend. New York. Guess what? So over the weekend, that's the end of July, right? Today is the 3rd of August, right? Yeah, guess what? In New York, they have now surpassed the amount of shootings and victims in 2020. And in terms of all of 2019, let's see, we have August, September, October, November, December. We have five months to go. In eight months, I'm sorry, my math is sort of like Joe Biden. In, in, in just seven short months, seven months, they surpassed, and this should shock you, the amount of shootings and victims that happened the entire last year. But they're denying that a billion-dollar cut is a disaster? I mean, it is, it, it is so sick and twisted and ugly. This is an important election year. All right, we're going to have a debate. Leo Terrell, Chris Hahn, Javu Green in the next hour. We'll see how that goes. But uh, anyway, again, thank you for for your help, your support, making Live Free or Die now number one, Amazon.com. And uh, you made that happen. They now have it at a third discount. Last I checked, Linda actually checked. Uh, And uh, I'm excited about it. But it lays out the roadmap so we can ensure that the blessings of liberty are passed on to every generation. Reagan said freedom is but one generation away from extinction. Let's not make it this one.
5: Sunday afternoon, police collected evidence from a drive-by shooting on Longfellow Avenue in the South Bronx. A 27-year-old man was shot in the thigh. A few hours earlier, in the Weeksville section of Brooklyn, a bullet grazes the head of a 16-year-old boy. While both survived, the escalation of gun violence across New York City is unsettling for many, like David Hardin, who call it home.
3: It's very disturbing. If somebody crosses them wrong, I mean, let's say you bumped them by accident gonna pull it out and shoot you because they can
5: feel safe on the streets now? No that's why I stay in the house. The number of shootings in the five boroughs this year to date has now surpassed the total number of shootings in all of 2019. Last year there were 776 total shootings with 922 victims. Over the weekend the total surpassed that with at least 942 victims including innocent children like 17 year old Bronx basketball star Brandon Hendricks killed by a stray bullet in June and one-year-old Devell Gardner shot dead in his stroller last month. Many struggle to make sense of this shooting spike.
6: Maybe it's part of the pandemic, maybe it's a part of the homelessness, maybe it's part of the aggravation, jobless, frustration, and anger.
2: As you mentioned the tragic death of a child now janari andre ricks was hit multiple times by bullets in the 900 block of north cambridge avenue at around six o'clock on friday night police say a shooter approached the child and several other people outside opening fire in their direction police say janari was an unintended target who was playing in a parking lot not far from his home at the time of the shooting police say they don't know who the intended target was and that the investigation is ongoing a four thousand dollar reward is being offered for information in that shooting. Janari's family and friends are heartbroken and they joined too many families of young, innocent children who have lost their lives to gun violence this summer. Janari was the first reported shooting of the weekend where nine people were killed and more than 30 were wounded in shootings across Chicago. The weekend closed out of July that saw a 139% jump in citywide murders compared to the same month last year. And we expect to hear much more about that from the chicago police superintendent the
3: stepfather came up to me and said put her in the car get her to the hospital i said excuse me what's going on he said get her to the hospital it was her child that has been shot what can i tell her what can i say to her what, you can't bring the child back you can't get the screams out your head you know what i'm saying for eight minutes coming down to the hospital i had to hear screaming because her mother can't let her nine-year-old go outside to play
0: did you just listen to those two reports New York now surpassing the amount of shooting and victims in all of 2020 combined. It's only August 3rd. You see what's happening now? I know it's a myth, Jerry Nadler tells us. Joe Biden says police become the enemy. Actually said all of that. What do we have in Chicago this weekend? What do we have there? Uh, A a precious nine-year-old boy. Janari Ricks shot and killed what uh, we had our friend Lawrence Jones he did the report he actually interviewed the family of this beautiful seven-year-old girl that was killed in Atlanta we had an eight-year-old girl killed just because her mom happened to make a wrong turn into the the two block or whatever it was autonomous zone there I guess summer of love zone A seven-year-old little girl. This this is our national treasure, our children. Uh, So many people, everywhere I go now, commenting about Horace Lorenzo Anderson Sr. who lost his 19-year-old son, Jr., in in the autonomous uh, Chop Chaz spaghetti potluck dinner and, of course, festive and summer of love zone. He wasn't the only person killed in that zone. Police had to beg to even get in to get him medical attention. But yet we've had 2000 cops now injured. We have 14 cops around the country dead. Uh, But the Democrats, this is this is a myth. No, I think the president's right, calling it a war zone. Now, what is government's fundamental job? Safety and security. What's their next most important job? I would argue education for our children. What do all of these cities that we're watching all of this unfold in have in common? The cities have been run by liberal Democrats for decades. And the president offers help. They reject it, reject it, reject it. Well, he's causing this on day 63 when he sent in 100 troops in Portland to protect buildings federal buildings that they were trying to burn down which by the way is not only their right the president's right but it's also his responsibility not to let that happen especially considering the mayors of these cities have failed so miserably at restoring order and and creating a safe zone we're gonna have zones how about we make it a safe zone so every kid can pursue happiness how about we have an education zone where kids can learn to read write and do math but i call it a preview of coming attractions Because that that's now the new radical extreme socialist left. That is the party led by Joe Biden, who has now anointed uh, and even plagiarized Bernie's Bolshevik, Bernie's economic plan, AOC's new Green Deal. He's pledging trillions of taxpayer dollars on that. Then we have Bozo Beto O'Rourke's gun confiscation plan. He's the gun czar. And then you got Pelosi, Schumer and Biden. One hundred and twenty five years of failure. We're not going to rush through the three guests that we have. We're going to keep them for the hour. We have back with us Leo Terrell, at the Leo Terrell on Twitter, Chris Hahn, host of the Growing by Leaps and Bound Chris Hahn Show. Uh, Jamu Green is back with us, Democratic strategist, fellow colleague, Fox News contributor. Thank you all for being with us. Um, Thanks for having us. uh, Let me ask you, Chris and Jamu, the same question. I don't want a long answer because we'll get to the... We'll get to the depth of it later. Do you or do you not agree that these cities now, that the most basic function of government to keep their citizens safe and secure, has spiraled out of control, and they're not safe and secure? Chris, we'll start with you. So I am
7: not happy when I see cities allowing zones that are controlled by people other than the... I didn't
0: ask you, are these cities safe, or is it... Uh, uh, is it a I myth the, as democrat I, leaders are saying
7: i think most of the cities are safe
0: i think really parts of the city you want to you want to raise your kid in new york city right now or chicago uh, i mean i still go into new york city would you like to raise your children in chicago or new york city where all this violence is happening that's a simple question
7: i would raise my kid in new york city I How about chicago
0: would you would you raise your kid where all this gun violence is happening
7: I would. I, You know, look, yeah. I think we've got to get a control. Last
0: weekend, an, a 10- and 11-year-old was shot. Now we have a 9-year-old dead. Jamal, I'll ask you the yeah. same question. Are, is it a myth that these cities are having and experiencing unprecedented violence? Are you denying that truth and reality?
6: Absolutely not, Sean. Thanks for having me on. And I, I think there's no doubt in anyone's mind that it, the streets, the park, that... Denari Ricks was in, in Chicago, was not safe for him. And I don't think there's any way to deny that...
0: By the way, I forgot about the one-year-old in New York, a one-year-old little boy that was killed, and Lawrence Jones interviewed the father uh, and the grandmother. They don't think it's safe either, because it's not.
6: Yes, and I don't think there's any denying that gun violence is a serious public health crisis in this country. And so the question... I think we should be answering is what are the best tools to tackle gun violence, to tackle the fact that a mother of a nine-year-old doesn't feel safe sending her kid out to the park right outside of her home. And there are some solutions that we should be talking about.
0: All right, we're going to get into all of that if if you want, but the reality is it's worse than ever. They've let it deteriorate and they're not restoring law and order, and they keep rejecting the president's offer for help. Now, he could invoke constitutionally, uh, Leo Terrell, you're a civil rights attorney, the Insurrection Act. There's no ambiguity about that law, and and even the attorney general agrees with the president. But to do so, he's trying to say to the mayors, and, and most of these states have another thing in common. They've been run by Democrats for decades. Leo, is it safe and secure in all the cities I'm talking about?
8: No, absolutely not. And you know what? It's so embarrassing for those two Democrat loyalists who are probably bucking for a job if Biden wins, he's not going to win, to deny.
1: Oh,
6: stop with the personal, the, personal no, 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 answer, answer the question, I didn't you All right, guys,
0: guys, whoa, 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 guys, we have you for the full hour. Let's talk one at a time so our audience can hear. Lives oh, are at no, stake no. here.
8: Okay, and, and you have Democratic Democrats in these major cities for the last 40 or 50 years who have controlled the the, the the government. And when you hear them play the race card, it is funny because there is no systematic discrimination in Chicago when the city is being run by black people and black police officers. This is not 1960, 1960 like Barack Obama said, but what you will not hear is, Define systemic discrimination because it does not exist. This is black on black crime and pandering, and the Democrats have allowed these. Well, to, you know, things. look, I can't wait to argue with you guys. Can't look, wait. I know look, this area of law.
7: Here, here's the thing. Don't
8: play games. Um, yeah.
7: He, here's the thing. We all know that the economy is very much tied to crime, and Trump has destroyed the economy, and now crime is up as a result. So let's not put all the blame on the cities.
0: Okay, I've got to stop you, Chris Hahn, because, hey, Chris, uh, we have to be factual. Obama and Biden left 13 million more Americans on food stamps, 8 million more in poverty, lowest labor participation rate since the 70s, worst recovery since the 40s, and accumulated more debt than 43 presidents before them combined. Donald Trump created record after record after record after record low unemployment for African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace youth unemployment and African-American youth unemployment so so stop with the crap you know yeah we shut down the economy for a quarter but every indicator we've seen since shows that we're having a robust recovery. So let's stop playing politics. You don't get, judged. You don't with get the...
7: judged on what was. You get judged on what is.
0: Right, you're just being and silly. You mean, right OK, so Biden and Obama failed
7: miserably. Depression. Probably worse than the Great Depression in many quarters. So I think that we have a real a lot to do. And Trump's really not the guy to lead it. He has no aptitude for actually getting in the weeds and doing it. And I've heard these arguments you're all making about Joe Biden. I thought you were more creative.
0: I I have a question. Why why didn't Obama and Biden create record low after record low unemployment? Why did they leave 13 million more Americans on food stamps and 8 million more in poverty? Come on, Sean.
6: Sean, you know the reality. You said let's deal in facts. You know that the fact is... Under President Obama, under Vice President Biden, the unemployment rate dropped more dramatically than oh, what God. President Trump has been able to accomplish. You know that that's. True.
9: He
0: said no. in eight years, they said no record low unemployment for any demographic group in this country.
8: But let's it's just. It's kind of let's funny, Sean, to that the original the, the original,
0: the original right, let, let, was quiet, right, hang on. Uh, let Jamu finish her point. Jamu, go ahead.
8: The
6: fact is, President Trump was handed a gift. And he meddled with it a little bit and accomplished a little bit of success. But nothing compared to what under Obama and Biden were able to do after the Great Recession and before now the Great Depression that President Trump has gotten us into. But I I think it's really important because lives are on the line. And and we didn't finish the conversation about gun violence. And, And Leo wanted to point to what Democrats are doing clearly. What President Trump has tried to do in these cities are actions that would actually increase the distrust between communities and the police. President Trump's non-solution is to actually take actions that will increase the violence. And that's unacceptable when you have such critical issues that need to be dealt with with gun violence by the
0: way pre-coronavirus which came to the united states leo terrell january 21st of this year Mm
4: -hmm.
0: record low after record low after record low and biden obama i'll repeat it 13 million more americans food stamps 8 million more in poverty the worst recovery since the 40s you go
8: you know, Sean, it's So, thank you for having me go up against these Democrats or talking Democrat talking points. They don't want to talk about Donald Trump funding historical black colleges like he has, not not Biden and Obama. They don't want to talk about the First Step Act in which Biden incarcerated African-Americans. They don't want to talk about the executive order on police reform. They don't want to talk about the, the, the bill that Tim Scott was introduced in the Senate but was derailed by black Democrats, Cory Book and Kamala Harris. They didn't talk about they want to get away from the crime in Chicago because they cannot handle that. Let me just be very clear. When you have black leadership, like in Chicago, we have a black mayor and a black police chief. Please don't play the race card, please, because they control the government. So don't play systemic discrimination. Finally, when you have a, a presidential nominee who says, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, why don't you just be honest and fair and call? Isn't All right, that let racism? me. When you have why don't you just say it? Just say let it. Let me
0: take a break. What we're going to try and do, and it's hard, because uh, I love my old friend Chris Hahn, but Chris gets a lot of things wrong, and we have very passionate disagreements. But I'm going to try and let Leo We'll have try and have a discussion-slash-debate without killing each other and totally stepping on each other. Well, it's here, and by the way, if you go to Amazon.com, it's already a top bestseller. Thanks to all of you. But uh, anyway, we continue our discussion, our debate, safety, cities, the election, tying it all together with at the Leo Terrell Twitter, Chris Hahn, host of The Chris Hahn Show. Jamu Green, uh, fellow colleague, uh, Fox News contributor, Democratic strategist. Uh, Jamu, I'm, I know you might have to bolt early. I want to I want to get this question out to you in this sense, because we're never going to agree on whose economy was better. I, I, I think facts on my, on my side and Trump's side. But the, I want to ask you this. So on January 21st, we had the first identified case of Corona. January 31st, Donald Trump put the travel ban in effect, and everybody told him not to do it. Joe Biden said it was hysterical, xenophobia, and fear-mongering. And the other Democrats, they were busy impeaching the president, so they didn't have time to pay attention to anything. They were all late to the game, and I can't think of a single contribution most of them made. They didn't even played politics with the money. Here's my question. Now, you say you you ignore and negate the records that the president set for every demographic in terms of employment in this country that we've never seen before, didn't happen under Biden-Obama, and you just negate that. Now, the president, if he didn't act and then have the huge medical mobilization, well, I would argue that one decision alone probably saved hundreds of thousands of Americans from contracting the virus and then ultimately, exponentially, mathematically, then dying. Um, now the president could have kept that route as this got worse and worse. We now know it's the worst pandemic since 1918, but he closed the economy down for the most part. And now we're rebuilding it as we're slowly reopening, taking care of the hot spots I said would happen. Well, my question is, did you want, I mean, did you not want the president to close down the economy? Did you not want what he did?
6: Sean, I, I think you started off this conversation saying, let's deal in the facts. So you talked about January 21st. The president was impeached in December of 2019. so The trial was
0: taking place in January. It didn't finish until early February.
6: President Trump made that one decision to close the borders and failed the American people when that was the last decision he made to address this virus. Did he make
0: the right right decision, or was Joe Biden right to call it xenophobic hysteria?
6: He made the wrong decision by not actually... Shutting the economy down by leaving that up to governors and local officials, he made the wrong decision by not making sure that we had enough testing
0: supplies. No, I, I didn't he ask you. Did he make decision. the right decision? We're lives right saved. Down. Right. we lives down. saved because of the travel bans.
6: who are delayed, critical relief and additional funding, and it's because President Trump has held up a bill so that his hotel in D.C. will benefit. Every decision okay, the that's president silly. has made. Whether uh, it's Democratic the, coronavirus Democratic or the economy only. is about helping
0: All right, hang on. Let's...
6: And I think the American right. people have finally started to see that. When you have people who are about to be evicted, when you have people who will not be able to pay their bills, and the reason that the Republicans have held up legislation is because President Trump wants a new federal building built outside of his hotel in D C. That is despicable. That is not leadership. There is no humanity in that decision. The only decisions he makes aggressively All right. or to help himself. I think, okay, I th- that I, I I think that's a ridiculous argument. Index. You didn't
0: want to answer my question of whether or not the travel ban was the right decision or the medical mobilization in a sense, but that Joe Biden wouldn't have implemented. Leo, I'll let you respond to that.
8: I mean, if you know if we're gonna have a debate, why don't you guys answer Sean's question? Why don't you answer my question about systemic discrimination and whether or not Joe Biden comment about you ain't black? You guys won't answer that. You got you're using Democratic talking points. I want to debate you guys because I'm loaded to bear. My point is this: I'll answer Sean's question. The answer is yes, it saved lives. Look at the congressional hearing that Steve Scalise had with Dr. Fauci last week and what Dr. Fauci admitted to that what Trump decisions were. He was in total agreement. Answer the question. Donald Trump's— I'm going to answer
7: your question. I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to ask one of my own. I I think when he said, you ain't black, that was ridiculous and dumb, and he shouldn't have said it. Now, will you admit— that when Trump said there were good people on both sides in Charlottesville, that was kind of a dog whistle to
0: racists. No,
7: no. It, 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 you know, why you How the about the suburban comment well, last Trump week? Was, was that a dog whistle to white racists? Well, wait, I, 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 wait, if we're
0: going hey, go go to go about questions, I got a question. I got one. When, when, let's see. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton—they praised Robert Byrd, the former Klansman, as their mentor. Joe says my mentor. I can play it for you if you want. And when intergr- and he's the guy that filibustered the Civil Rights Act of sixty four and Voting Rights Act of sixty five. And when integration, segregation, those issues came up, Joe Biden was very outspoken that he's worried he didn't want his kids to 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 you know, grow up in a racial jungle. His words. But I'll let you respond, Leo. I, I- I oh, mean, we.
8: Oh, can you add one more? We can add yeah, one more. Joe Biden's potential VP nominee said, Joe, I was that little girl on the bus and accused him directly of being a racist. So when you call about name, don't talk about Trump being a racist. The racist is in your party, the Democratic Party. Joe Biden, ask Kamala Harris. Remember the debate? Leo. But you don't want to talk about that.
6: son. I'm sorry, did the president's niece not just say very clearly that the president has used racist terms frequently throughout his life? But I hear you, that y'all fellows, you want to focus on things that have been said 10, 20, 30 years ago. There's a global no pandemic going on right now. There's a global pandemic, and President Trump is saying, swallow Lysol, use yeah. Clorox. Young people are immune. Things are getting much better. He's doubling down on medication that doesn't work. This man is killing people in the middle of a global pandemic because he has no idea what he's talking about. I don't care what was said 30 years ago. I care about the hundreds of thousands of lives that have been lost because this president... Do we, here's
0: my the question, Then out of that, that do one. we care about results? Because Donald Trump has delivered more for those that were disproportionately yes. negatively okay. impacted by the Biden-Obama economy. Let's, and, he, and he shattered every record for every demographic. Sean, that Biden, excuse me, that that Sean Biden question that is every happened. record unemployment, he's the one that has given the largest amount of money and commitment to historically black colleges. He's the one that created opportunity zones, not Joe and not Barack. Uh Donald Trump's the one that did criminal justice reform. Remember it was Biden talking about quote predators uh and and he's done all of and, and also he's done police reform that Barack and Joe never did after Ferguson and after what happened with Cambridge and what happened in Baltimore and other places as well they didn't do any of this nothing the question Sean is are you better off now not if you were better off in February country's better off now as
7: a nation is is a direct result of a lack of leadership and the president in 2013 said leadership means you're responsible even when you're not responsible all right here's a question for you
0: then Chris I have words so tell me in in 47 years in the swamp Tell me Joe Biden's biggest accomplishment.
7: Obamacare.
0: Okay. Did millions lose their doctor? Yes. Millions lose their plan? Well, what, yes. What's the president's me. plan to replace it? Did millions did, have excuse it Excuse me. It? You, not one part of the promised talking point was ever fulfilled, Leo Terrell. Not one. 200% oh, more I, the I, average I mean, American paying. Oh,
8: absolutely. And Obama, there's a recording where he said, you're going to be able to keep your own doctor. That was a lie. That was a lie. That was a big, fat lie. It never happened. And also, during the Obama administration, during Ferguson, guess what was created? Black Lives Matter, which is a disaster. See, that's the organization that doesn't care if a black police officer get killed or black-on-black crime. But the Democrats look the other way. You know why? Because Black Lives Matter— Panders to the Democrats and the Democrats pander. Any comment on that? Any comment on the fact that we lose black on black crime in Chicago and there's no Al Sharpton, there's no Black Lives, there's no Nancy Pelosi in Chicago worry about those black kids who are being killed? You're going to go silent on that because that's not part of your Democratic talking point.
6: Uh, the Leo, uh, Leo is really. Uh,
8: oh, I, I know this at law. Using I know this area card. of law.
6: Leo I, I, is very talented at using the race card, but I, I think just to go back to the healthcare conversation. Under Trump, 5.4 million Americans have lost their health insurance. During a global pandemic, he is trying to take away the health insurance, health care of 20 million more Americans. During a global pandemic, yes, promises were kept because tens of millions of Americans got health care. And guess what? There's a reason why Obamacare is so popular. There's a reason why...
0: 200% increase in premiums when we were supposed to save $2,500 per family per year. And here's another fact that I didn't bring up. I mean, almost 40% of like the Obamacare. country now, excuse me, all, excuse me, almost 40% of the country now has only one biden Care exchange option. No other options. None. Zero. 200% more. Millions lost their doctors. Millions lost their plan. They lied to America with that promise.
6: Republicans have tried to, their best through the courts, through...
0: Did they lie? Mistake. Did they keep those That's main three promises, program. yes or no?
6: Obamacare kept its promises by insuring millions of Americans that Jimu, now under a Trump Jimu, we're paying 200 more
0: on average. Healthcare. Millions lost their doctors. Millions lost their care. Their plan. Millions.
6: In a global pandemic, a president who is trying to strip health care from 20 million Americans oh. needs to come up with a new plan. All right. And I think the American people on and November third because he doesn't have one because he doesn't plan, and they're going to end this disaster.
0: That I can tell you firsthand is a lie. <laughs> the guy works constantly. Um, yeah, by client? the way, where's if you want to know well, about work, it. what does Joe Biden do every day except hide in his basement bunker? Well, Joe Biden showed mm-hmm. up at, uh, at the funeral. Oh. Where was the president? <laughs> Where? Oh, okay. President so he's done do two that. press conferences in a hundred and thirty days. Wow, he's really out there. Yep, and every every winning, every so podcast you, why, has been a disaster. Why change, why change
7: when you're winning, baby?
0: You know that. Do you think that Joe Biden? Yeah. Do you think? That he has the mental alertness, the stamina and strength for the hardest job in the world, because I don't believe he does. I think Bernie Uh, Sanders would, but I don't think Biden uh, does.
7: I do. And I think that you keep lowering the bar for him so that all he's got to do is show up at the debate and not eat the microphone and he'll win.
0: Well, we'll find out. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for it if he even wants to debate, you know.
7: Job. Look, politics is about expectations, and you're doing a great job at lowering expectations for Joe Biden. You're I'm very welcome. Let me
9: play Joe Lockhart and what he said about Biden and the debate. The debates are very different. This is the one thing, you know, now that we're not really going to have conventions where the public will tune in, you know, uh, you know 50, 60 million people. And they will they will see all of this nonsense from him. He will take the truth and and destroy it. And and Biden will be in the position of correcting him over and over and over again. I don't think he should give him that platform. It's not really a debate if only one side is willing to tell the truth. Uh, And we saw in the debates in 2016 Hillary Clinton showed a mastery of the issues, I think she on every point uh was more honest and bested trump but trump came out of the debates i think doing better because he just kept repeating the same old lies we're going to build a wall and mexico's going to pay for it we're going to keep all of those mexican rapists out of the country we're going to make great trade deals none of these things have come to pass Uh, and giving him that sort of national forum to continue to spout, you know, to get to 21,000 or 22,000 lies, I think just isn't worth it for for the Democrats or or for Biden.
0: Oh, you mean the 300, almost 300 miles, of new wall, and 400 uh, by by election day, Leo Terrell? uh, They're scared to death to have Joe Biden debate Trump.
8: They, They are so afraid to have Joe Biden debate, because let's be honest, Joe Biden is an empty suit. He's being controlled and managed by Bernie Sanders and the extremist wing of the Democratic Party. That's why I'm not part of the Democratic Party anymore. I know the playbook. They have ignored law and order. They have ignored quality schools. They have turned their back on -on black-on-black crime. And throughout this entire discussion, when you start off with issues about crime in Chicago, that's not going to be discussed by my two Democratic colleagues on this show. They're not going to touch that. They're going to try to flip the issue. Joe Biden is only trying to run on the issue of, if you don't want Trump, vote for me. Joe Biden's not running on policy. Joe Biden doesn't have any policies to run on. This president has done more for people of color, more for Americans than the obama Biden administration in eight years. And I can't stress this enough. As a result of the racial divide during the Obama Biden administration, we came up with Black Lives Matter. We came up with the big lie of a Michael Brown hands up, please don't shoot. That was a lie because it wasn't. If it was, a, if it wasn't a lie, then he, those officers would be prosecuted. So the Democrats are running away from their record.
0: At the Leo Terrell on Twitter, Chris Hahn, uh, uh, host of the Chris Han Show, Growing by leaps and bounds, Jamu Green, Fox News contributor, colleague uh anyway uh you can find chris's show i guess somewhere on the internet um eight and, and we appreciate you all being with us guys we'll have you back again Eight hundred nine four one. 941 sean is our number when we come back well the great one is going to interview me here then i'll be on hour two of his radio show tonight which is going to be fun and uh that and your calls coming up final hour free for all next last night i was on life liberty and levin uh with uh my buddy the great one i call him, mark levin and uh, and I'm going to be on Mark's uh, radio show a second hour that's 7 Eastern tonight um, uh, one of my best friends but we wanted to run some of it because it got so much positive reaction here is some of that your book is called live free or die
10: America and the world on the brink you have not written a book in 10
0: years I've not tell America what motivated you and why you wrote this book it's the moment here's what's at stake Joe Biden now has stated policies that what he will do to America. He's adopted Bolshevik Bernie's entire economic agenda. He's actually plagiarized it, taken it word for word. He's pledging trillions, not billions, trillions of dollars to AOC's new Green Deal. Now here's the danger. If these plans are implemented You you don't need an MIT degree. You don't need a Harvard degree to figure out mathematically it's impossible. You know, I have a whole chapter in the book and we can get into it in detail if you want. And that is socialism, a history of failure, because everything that has been promised in every other socialist experiment, no matter what form it has taken, be it, you know, Mao or the Bolsheviks or. Uh, let's say, how's Cuba working out? How's Venezuela working out today? Wherever it has been implemented, it has tried. It resulted in, it, the, the results have been catastrophic. Let me bring it on a more simple level. There is a psychological, and I'm giving you the, the underpinnings of this election. There is a psychological appeal when politicians or bureaucrats want to take away all the natural stress in one's life and the way they're gonna do that is they're gonna promise you oh, your school will be taken care of pre-k will be taken care of daycare will be taken care of a guaranteed government job guaranteed government wage we're gonna guarantee a government vacation we're gonna guarantee government healthy food we're gonna guarantee government health care we're gonna guarantee uh, government retirement well okay let's look at the history of how government in this country alone is now working you know, we see the anarchy, we see the violence. New York City, Chicago, Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles. It's unfolding right before our very eyes. What do all of those cities have in common? They've all been run by liberal Democrats now for decades. And if you can't provide the most fundamental role that government should provide, which is law and order and safety and security, how are you capable of doing anything, anything else? Now let's go to the next part of that equation. You look at all these liberal cities and these blue states run by Democrats for decades, How is their educational system doing compared to other cities and other states that have not been run by liberal Democrats? In almost all of the cases, you're looking at an educational system in ruins. You love Ronald Reagan. You were Ed Meese's chief of staff. There was a, a landmark study, a nation at risk. And what they said in that study was, if this were done to our educational system by an outside entity or force, it would be tantamount to an act of war. Okay, look at Baltimore. I'll pick one city. Baltimore, third highest per capita. S- by the way, I want people to yeah. who- this is all in your book. Go oh, yeah. Ahead. Third highest per capita spending in the entire country for education, for their children. Mark, 13 public schools, high schools. What percent... It is not a test it's not a question what percentage of those students in those 13 public high schools do you believe are proficient in math now 40 30. zero there's not one child proficient in math very few in reading now they fail on safety and security law and order they fail on education what this election is about is now they want to if they failed in all of the areas we have entrusted them with and all these blue states and blue cities were run again by liberal democrats for decades now they want to tell us that they're going to do everything for us and that it'll take away every fear you have in life well that's not what this country was founded on this is where your books are a great you know primer if you will a uh, primer for this this entire endeavor because you talk about our founders and our framers. But so do you. I do.
10: In the first chapter, and I can see mm. you sitting at your desk, writing this book, moving from chapter to chapter almost. Because the first chapter mm-hmm. is a heavy chapter.
0: The hardest one. Well, that and socialism. Were the t- Okay.
10: Yeah. That's a soon-to-be thereafter chapter. Mm-hmm. But you really look at the founding. Mm-hmm. In the perspective of an, of an average American, a patriot, and you go through the magnificence of the founding of this country, mm-hmm. and unlike the 1619 project, you actually tell the truth about the founding of this country in a very understandable way, and in a way I think most Americans who love this country think. Then I can see how your mind's working as you're writing it, and you're moving into. You know me too well, and then you're moving into socialism. Mm-hmm which is sort of the evil opposite of capitalism and freedom. Socialism smothers liberty. You explain all these things in your book. I do. And then you also bring us to modern times. Uh, The war on Trump. So basically, the way I see your book, and it's a fascinating book, the way I see it is you build to a crescendo. Here's our history, here's their history. Now we're in the Trump period. And then you have the final part where you're talking about what's going on in the country all the way up to the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want to talk to you a little bit about. The, uh, the Trump period. Mm-hmm. Here's a man who was not interested in politics. He decides he wants to run. People laugh at it. He turns out to be a very shrewd candidate. So they try and destroy him. Mm-hmm. The Republican Party tries to destroy him. The Obama administration tries to destroy him. The FBI and the intelligence agencies try to destroy him. The media tries to destroy him. You have done enormous work on this, on your Fox program. Enormous, second to none. Without getting into all the specifics, as you sit back and look at this, is this not one of the most appalling
0: episodes in American history? Yes. I often wonder... No president in our lifetime, Mark Levin, has ever had to go through what this president has gone through. And I view him as a transformational historical figure. A second term would be critical because a second term would cement in all the great success that he has built up, we already built upon. it, now we're talking about the Supreme Court. Now we're talking about ending a lot of bureaucracy. Now we're talking about lo- locking in changes to our economy, now being the largest producer of oil in the world and energy independent. And But to get into the, the, the more direct answer to your question is it has been the most unrelenting, mean-spirited, hateful, I mean, between the media mob, which is 99% of, quote, people that say they're objective journalists, they're liars, they smear, slander, besmirch, they libel, the character assassination, they wake up every second minute, hour of every day, I often say, hating Donald Trump. What did Donald Trump do? He did everything he said he was going to do as, as president. Nobody's cut the bureaucracy like he has. Nobody kept his promise on taxes on the judiciary. Even gave us the names of the nominees he would uh, uh, appoint to the Supreme Court. He found a way to get the money to build the wall because nobody else was going to help him. And by election day, we'll have over 400 new miles of wall. And then he's going to continue it from there. Uh, his new trade deals. You and I actually went back and forth on this a lot. I kept saying to you, he's not a protectionist. I said, Mark, he's the ne- he's a, a nonstop negotiator, and he knew that they had to believe what he said—that there would be punitive action, not a trade war. He, he never wanted protectionism. He wanted a better deal for America. He got it with China, Japan. He got it with our Western European allies, Mexico, Canada. And what is the result, Ben? I, I like to look at results, because we as conservatives, we really believe conservatism works. Lower taxes, less bureaucracy, limited government. You know, Thomas Paine, the great pamphleteer said, were the guides and dictates of conscience irresistibly be obeyed, there'd be no need for other lawgivers. That not being the case, government in its best state a necessary evil, worst state an intolerable evil. Well, Democrats are offering us that intolerable evil. We've been talking about Marxism Mm now
10: in many respects and how they're embracing it. The point of Marxism and socialism is to destroy the individual. It's to destroy liberty. It's where the government makes decisions, the masterminds, the social engineers redistribute wealth, redistribute rights, have a war on the suburbs. They can use race. They can use the environment. You spend a lot of time... Explaining this in your book, isn't? Don't you think? And I think you've said this before. And you certainly say it in the book, one of the reasons they have such a hate on for Trump is they just figured Hillary Clinton would get that third term, and they'd be off to the races for the rest of the time.
0: Isn't right. that a big part of it? Big part of it. You, you, you lay it out perfectly, and you laid it out in your books. Um, he, he, again, psych- there's a psychological component to this. There's an appeal. Oh, we'll all put our money in one big pot and we'll spread it around equally and we'll all live happily ever after. The problem is, and I go through chapter and verse, the Bolsheviks, China, um, more modern day, you could talk about any of these socialist experiments. The promises are lofty, they are great. Uh, Cuba the revolution there or Venezuela Venezuela should be the richest country on the face of this earth considering all the oil reserves they have it always ends up in what though mark a a powerful government elite that nationalize industry destroy incentive and innovation let me go a little deeper here things that I don't usually talk about so we have this belief, and I can actually quote, we hold these truths to be self-evident. This is our founding document, our declaration. Or Biden said, you know the thing. The thing, that all men are created equal, endowed by, old the thing, you know the thing. Okay, the thing being God from above, the creator of everything. Uh, so that talks about natural rights. This is, and now I'm getting into a little Levin territory here. Natural rights, they're God-given rights. Okay, they're not government-given rights and those natural rights life liberty and the pursuit of happiness right okay what has made why is america as Barry Farber once said my great pioneer of talk radio or other jobs you know no country in the history of mankind that accumulated more power and abused it less and i advanced that i said no country in the history of mankind that has accumulated more power and used it to advance the human condition The entire human, the worldwide condition, than this country. What is it about this country that is great and exceptional? I'm not saying perfect. I am saying, what is it that has allowed us to do it? It is the antithesis of statism, socialism, uh, nationalizing industry. It is free market, individualism, risk and reward. Look, if you believe in natural rights, Mark, you believe that I will go to my Latin background in the seminary in high school education from the Latin to bring forth from within natural rights endowed by our Creator God gives you talents good educational system which we're not giving most of our kids we're giving a lot of them indoctrination would then bring those talents to fruition and whatever the, the the desire the creativity the brilliance in each human soul if we would only nurture them in a safe environment with a good educational background Here's the thing, that is advanced science, that is advanced math, that is advanced uh, technology. Now I've read this book, I read a lot of books. People say, what do you do for a hobby? I read, mm-hmm.
10: I research, that's what I do. Don't you do, this is what I do. And I read a lot of books, this is a fantastic book. Honestly, you should not only read it, you should make sure your friends and your colleagues, and family members read it. This is the book for this election. This is the book for this time, because Sean covers history. He goes into current events. He ties it all together. You can see how his brain is working as he works through all these different issues. It's crucially important. This, to me, is the primer for the election. And as Sean says over and over and over again, this is it, because they mean to fundamentally transform America. And the president is the only person who stands between us and them.
0: What do you think? I say that on the cover of the book. Let me say this, and I'll turn to your audience. If you love your children, and you love your grandchildren, and you like liberty, and you believe in freedom, we all stand on the shoulders of our parents and grandparents, sacrifice so much for us. Liberty has advanced the world's condition. That is on the ballot. Safety, freedom, security, all on the ballot. I choose freedom. I choose capitalism. I hope everyone else will do so as well for our kids and grandkids' sake. And just for the fun of it, to watch the media mob crumble when they have to say these magical words on November 3rd, we can now project Donald J. Trump has been reelected the 45th president of the United States. Great job, my friend. You know, after I did the interview with Mark, I just said to him, you know, there's opportunity here, too, Mark. And he goes, what do you mean? We, it's the, the You are the ultimate jury. It's a thank the Lord. Oh, okay. Scott Shannon, glad you're with us. 25 till to the top of the hour. 800 941 Sean. You want to be a part of the program. So Karen Bass is, you keep hearing her name, potential VP selection of the president. All right. I went to Cuba as a teenager and I went to help build houses. Uh, if I had to do it over again, I would not have put out that statement supporting Castro in 2016. We already knew that he was a murdering dictator by then. There was no ambiguity. Anyway, now you look at some of the things Kamala Harris has said. There's going to be a lot of vetting that the media, let's see if they're ready for it or not. But anyway, here's what she said.
1: First of all, when I went to Cuba over 40 years ago, when I was in my teens and early 20s, I went to help the Cuban people. We were building houses. The other reason why I went was to meet and work with Americans from around the country that were involved in a lot of different social issues. Um, I think that over the past 20 years, my involvement in Cuba has centered on health care and promoting democracy. Do do I know an awful lot more now? Do I understand that the Castro regime did not have the same freedoms as we do in the United States, was a brutal regime? They don't have freedom of press, freedom of, of protest, which was kind of ironic because when I went in my youth, the majority of us that were there were anti-war activists we were protesting against police abuse and understood then and now that the Cuban people did not have the same freedoms
0: but I have just a minute left congresswoman,
9: and you make it sound as if this was just uh, when you were young and irresponsible, you were young and irresponsible you put <laughs> out I'm that message about about Cuba about Castro's death six years or four years ago in 2016. Uh, shouldn't you have known by then that, that Castro's death was not a great loss to the Cuban people? I,
1: I absolutely would have not put that statement out. And I will tell you that after talking to my colleagues who represent the state of Florida, raised those concerns with me, lesson learned, would not do that again for sure.
0: Would not do that again for sure. Unbelievable. Um, 800 941 Sean, Again, at the bottom of the hour, the great one, Mark Levin. I'll be on his radio show tonight in his second hour. Uh, uh and we're happy. Uh, amazon.com, they now huge discount on the book, uh, which is great. Uh, very happy about it. Uh, we've been trending, what, number one, two all day on Amazon, which is, I'm, I'm beyond grateful and thankful. We have on hannity.com a lot of fun events we're doing and, and interviews we're going to be a part of that you can also be a part of um and much much more so we have it all up there and we also have just an informational election interactive map that uh can tell you okay when does early voting start in your state when and
11: and sean don't forget also you know you know it's not just you know yes you can get the hardback cover and amazon does these you know um discounts from time to time and it's awesome because you can get great things at a lower price, you know, on certain days. So I definitely wouldn't sleep on that. I'd buy yours today, but there's also the Kindle version. There's the audiobook So if you're somebody, if you're a long haul, you know, truck driver and you're lit, you know, looking for something to listen to it's, these are things that you can do and you can learn about your country and, you know, you can learn it from Sean who's been doing it for 30 years and loves the constitution and loves our country and keeps talking about how important the election is. I mean, it's a critical time for us all to kind of rally. I mean, we're, we're in an ideological struggle here, with a lot of people in our country. So I think it's very important for people to to get your book and to read it. And Ethan and I were just talking in the studio because you know we're listening to Karen Bass who's you know one of the top contenders to to be the VP pick for for Biden and she's talking about Castro and it's like in chapter 4 of your book, you know, you hit that you talk about Che Guevara, you talk about Castro. You know, and these are things that, you know, a lot of these millennials that are marching in the street, they don't know anything about it. You know, they're wearing these T-shirts with these, you know, faces of Che and these socialist, you know, leaders from our past. And I'm like, you know, you're hearing comparisons of our president to these dictators. And I'm like, do you guys have any idea what these dictators did? Like, that is not what President Trump is doing. President Trump... Did, you know, the prison reform bill, President Trump is giving to historical African-American colleges. President Trump has an incredibly diverse internal team. You know, what did, what did President Obama do? Nothing.
0: Nothing. There's your answer. I mean, I, and I was saying that in the debate, it got so frustrating. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess people just ignore, you know, the record. Nobody ever wants to talk about Biden and Obama's record. They don't want to talk about because it it's atrocious. Well, not only policy. that, they're
11: misled. Our media is misleading them. Oh, my For gosh. They're propaganda to,
0: state-run oh television. That's who they are. That defines
11: I'm, them. When I'm looking at these Joe Biden ads about, about let's buy American, let's make America, I'm like, I know, I'm dude, are you kidding me right now? You've been in office 50 years. You've done nothing. Absolutely nothing. And now you're stealing the current president's agenda. Now you're using his words i just it's completely insane to me i i feel like i'm living in some sort of time warp i'm like is everybody else not seeing what's going on here all i can hope is that there's a lot of people like us that are going i'm going to go to work and on november 3rd i'm going to go to the polls and i'm going to pull a lever for donald trump because i believe in having my 401k be something that i can keep and that i can have a retirement plan then i can put my kids through college and i can pay my mortgage i mean you're not going to be able to do that under joe biden period
0: well said. All right, eight hundred nine four one. Sean, let's get to some calls as promised. Uh, let's say hi to Laura's in Alabama. Uh, spent two great years of my life there. Uh, Laura, how are you? Glad you called, and thanks for being with us. Hey,
12: Sean, thanks, and you did great last night on Levin. By the way, good job.
0: Uh, thank you. You know what? He's a great interviewer. I love the format because uh, you get a lot of ex- a lot of time to go into depth, which is hard to do. We, you know. That's why I wrote the book because I knew I could never do it in any four-hour show or day.
12: Yeah, you did great, and you really did a good job of staying calm and even-keeled, and that appeals to a Levin listener.
0: But anyway, the reason I'm going to show is that the same Mark Levin that goes, "Get off my phone now!" That guy, Mark's always calm. He's all... Mark isn't always calm, but he is on his Life, Liberty Levin show, which I love. I love the whole. I love everything he does.
12: Get off the phone, you big dope! Well, you know,
0: you can't take his limelight. No, nah, listen, he's, uh, you know, Mark's written books, and I, I made this a part of my book, but not the way he does it. And, and I've actually been in Mark's house when he writes books. You have one room huh. in the house that is taken over with piles like a mile high and of huh. research. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, anyway, so what else is going on with you down in Alabama?
12: No, I, I wanted to tell you, I'm, I'm very thankful. You keep the countdown going every day, but four years ago, the night that, you know, we had election night for president Trump, cause I'm right here by the Florida panhandle and you were on the air. I think you were about to have a stroke screaming, get to the polls. If you live in Florida, get to the polls. And of course I had voted first thing that morning, but I kind of realized, oh my gosh, I live really close to Florida. I know tons of people down there. So I immediately started texting everybody I know, telling them, if you haven't voted yet, now get out there. You got two hours and do the same thing. Send this message to everybody, you know, because every little vote is going to count. And my takeaway from that was we need to remember to start doing that like now at this time, four years later, because, Sean, not everybody is registered Not everybody is going to mark it out on their calendar. And if they have the kind of job or a health condition where they're not sure they're going to be up to going to the polls, then they need to see about getting absentee validating or whatever they need to do in their County to make sure that their vote is cast.
0: I can tell you, this is an all hands on deck moment. Well, let me tell you something. Some of these States start voting in a, a little over a month. Uh, uh, you know, I'm always nervous. You know, somebody called me yesterday and said, yeah, I have a family member that's been dead nine years and not only got one ballot, but two ballots. I'm like, wow, uh, we already know when uh, uh, there, there are a lot of things electorally we need to change. Now, if somehow they want to come up with a, a surefire way that there could be no corruption Uh, with some type of mail-in voting and validation that would assure that people are who they say they are. I think we could look at it, but honestly, I just don't trust a lot of people. We've seen fraud in the past, and we don't need fraud. What we need is a straight-up, honest vote. And I think a lot of people are afraid, knowing that and believing in their hearts, even Democrats, that Donald Trump's going to win this thing. Um, anyway, Laura, good call. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, let's say hi to Joe in New York. Uh, Joe, glad you're with us. The all new AM 710 WOR. Hi.
13: Hey, Sean, I'm with you right here, man. I have a headache, though, after listening to that last segment that you did with those guys. Um, one of the, the, the question I wanted to ask is, and I was kind of hoping I would get to ask it when your liberal commentators were on there. You asked the question, would you bring your family to New York or to one of these cities that have had terrible riots or have had an increase in violent crime uh, since people have decided that they want to defund the police departments? How can liberals, how can they look themselves in the face and perpetuate this lie that what's going on is, quote, peaceful protests? I just don't understand it.
0: I don't know how people like, for example, I took a very strong stance immediately on the George Floyd case that went on for nine straight minutes.
13: You did. You did.
0: And why? Because that's that's a fellow American. The, the guy was Absolutely. in handcuffs. That, that can't happen ever again in this country. It can't happen. And how people can deny the now what? Two thousand or so police officers injured with rocks, bricks, bottles, Molotov cocktails now 14 cops dead total, uh, you know, knives and guns being used and and deny they they're taking over precincts, commandeering them and trying to burn them to the ground. Federal court buildings that the president not only has a right, but an obligation to protect federal property. They're not in these big cities because these mayors won't let them in. And they just keep telling us it's a myth. It's a myth. Well, was it a myth? There's a family. That lost in Chicago this weekend a precious nine-year-old child. I I, I don't. I, how do you? What do you? How do you ever recover from that? I don't think you can. Just like the seven-year-old that lost her life in Chicago on the Fourth of July weekend, or the one-year-old in New York in a park in a stroller, or the eight-year-old little girl that was that was that happened. To her mom made a wrong turn. She's in the back of her mom's car, uh, or Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr. We saw his a, a father's broken heart on my television show. How do you deny it? The video evidence is overwhelming, incontrovertible, and you cannot deny what it, the truth is. But they they just go out there with a straight face, and they do. Then Biden leads the way. They are the enemy. Then defund the police. Since De Blasio cut one billion for the NYPD in New York. And pulled off the the prestigious, the, frankly, the street crime unit that did the most, you know, hands on work in the city. It's become an absolute. I honor Adam Schiff. It's been a shift show. New York City's not safe. It's the it, look at look at the statistics. We now know it, it's August third, and by the end of July, New York surpassed the amount the amount of shootings and victims in 2020 that took place in all. Of 2019, we still have August, September, October, November, December. That's that's five more months. What what's the number going to be at the end of the year? Every that that nine-year-old's family from this weekend.
3: The stepfather came up to me and say, "Put her in the car, get her to the hospital." I said, "Excuse me, what's going on?" He said, "Get her to the hospital. It was her child that has been shot. What can I tell her? What can I say to her? What, you can't bring the child back." can't get the screams out your head. You know what I'm saying? For eight minutes coming down to the hospital, I had to hear screaming. Because
0: a mother can't let her nine-year-old go outside to play. They will never, ever see Jannari Ricks again. I don't think I could recover from that. I just don't. Anyway, you, know, I, you get the last word.
13: Sean, I'll tell you, I, and, and I wanted to move from there to the shootings over uh, this past weekend in Chicago. That, why wasn't that the lead story on every major network, both regular television and, and cable? I, I just looked online. I, I looked at the news feeds uh, online, nothing. You're a great American. I miss Marty. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Uh, I miss Marty, too. Boy, but that means you go back a long way with us. Thank you, my friend. Marty! I uh, wish he was here. At Hannity Tonight, 9 Eastern, Fox News. We are loaded up. We have some some original reporting, Lawrence Jones, that you've got to see. That's all I can tell you. Um, Ari Fleischer, Mercedes Schlapp, Senator Marco Rubio and Senator Cotton, uh, Kayleigh McEnany, Dan Bongino, and so much more. 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News. By the way, again, launch tomorrow, live free or die. Thank God uh, you've made us number one on day one on Amazon. Thank you for all of you. We have a whole list of events coming up. Uh, Amazon has a third discount. I'm going to be on the second hour of Mark Levin's radio show, and we'll see you tonight at 9 and back here tomorrow. Thank you, as always, for being with us.